get me started. <laughs> All right, welcome back to Float Is Forever. We're so happy to be here. Um, I came to Manhattan, which is like a real miracle on the weekends, but it's only because Quite I had like a hundred weeks off work right now, which is so crazy. Was the, were the trains running? The L and the Oh my God. Best train luck of my life. <gasps> Literally like just so best train luck. So now I'm here. Um, Elise treated me with tarts when I arrived because... It's someone's birthday. I know. Well, it's been... It was it's, someone's yeah, birthday. It was someone's birthday. I had a quite the eventful birthday. Um, yeah. Too long a story to get into on the pod. Really, just oh too my long a story. But just Claire played tennis. Yeah. <laughs> Claire's that's, a tennis player. That's one of the many things that I did on my birthday. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I was listening back to an episode. Yes, I do listen to my own podcast, Munch Business. Absolutely. Um... And you were very upset about the size of tennis rackets and how they, they have changed. Did you did you look up an old tennis racket? Oh no no I didn't. You have but. to do it right now. They used to be so small, and yeah. that's because yeah, Susan Ford had like an old school tennis racket on yeah. her, on the like on the floor of her bedroom, and I was oh, yeah, they are tiny. Look at how little they are. Look a at vintage that. tennis racket. Do you think people would just kept missing the ball? And I think they had so. To, like, and then they were like, okay. It? Yeah, and John McEnroe would just, like, was getting so mad. <laughs> so they were like, we have to do something. All right, he's, like, the really psychotic tennis yeah, player, Yeah, right? yeah, he was, like, just smashing tennis rackets <gasps> left and right. So they were like, well, what if we make them bigger? Maybe he won't smash them as much. <laughs> I know, it's so crazy. <laughs> Whatever, I was watching so much Wimbledon. I really want to go to the U.S. Open this year. It's in August, right? Yeah. I actually went, were you with us? I feel like no, we I've went, never I been. been with Alex. Um, it's fun. You can get, like, the cheap seats and, like, yeah. obviously you're not watching, like, the Williams sisters play. Yeah, yeah, But it was still fun. No, you, like, I really drink champagne go. and, like, I, know. I don't know. I felt fancy and rich and it's so easy to get to. I know. New York is perfect. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we should go. Let's get tickets. Okay, I love it. August. Um, anyway. Lovely. Yeah, so it's beautiful. It's summer. <clears throat> yeah, um, we're in summertime here. And we're excited to recap this ep for you. We have four more episodes left. I know that the show ended a long time ago. Oh my, I like, think the show's been over for months. I know, but like we, we're on our own timeline and people just need to be yeah. okay with that. Things are happening and live show July 30th never forget yes live show is happening our lives are chaotic yeah I think by the end of the summer we'll wrap this up and we'll get back to it come the school year which is kind of perfect because we'll be with Betty and we like our love for Betty is just I mean it grows stronger and stronger every episode I know each episode it does I'm waiting for her to do something that I don't like and I just don't think it's gonna happen no I know we got three more episodes she's such a sympathetic character she is I love her I love her so much okay well let's get started because we start right in with Betty okay so right away okay (laughs) my notes exactly Claire's making a statement today Tweedledee and Tweedledum being annoying (laughs) That's what I'm naming them. What are their actual names, Louise? Don Rumsfeld and Dick fucking Cheney come in. Assholes. Sorry, Shane Curse. Come in Fine. and just right off the bat, they're harassing Betty. I mean, that's no. the only, that's their job as far as I'm concerned at this point. In right, the, that's what I'm like, what do they even do? Yeah. And the, all they're saying, they're being really annoying, but they're saying her numbers are really high. Yeah. Why are you being so annoying then? Right. Ford's numbers are tumbling at this point. He's running for re-election. Can't help it. He's a boring guy. Not doing anything to make change or what he should be doing, I guess. Is he the only blonde president we've ever had? Oh, that's As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, so blonde. It's like, it's so blonde. Maybe it's the blonde hair that just like makes him like, well, also maybe like so many of our presidents, especially lately in like our lifetimes have been so old that like we don't actually know their their hair hair color. Like what color was Biden's hair before It it must have been blonde. He's so white. He... Yeah. yeah. No, not, right. not his skin color white. I mean, his hair is so white. No, so his hair is like, so white. Don't right, you, right, right. doesn't white or blonde hair turn white and, like, dark hair turns gray? Is oh, that I a thing? Know. Like I don't know. That's such a good question. I love that. I just can only go by my parents. And, like, my dad has gray hair 
and his hair was dark. Oh, yeah. And my mom had dark hair, or, like, darkish hair, and it's gray. It would be gray. I have no idea. Sorry, Mom, I just shouted out you colored your hair. I don't know anything Um, about hair, but I guess it's... (laughs) You probably have gray hair, because you have dark brown hair. No, I know. I already do have gray's hair. Do you? Gray's hair. Gray hair. I don't think I got any grays yet. (gasps) Oh, my God, I have Um, so many. But my hair's sort of blonde, so sometimes I can, like, it can mix. Anyway. I have so many. Um, But... Yes. Yeah, so Betty's like, great. They like want her to campaign, but they're like, you need to chill out about abortion and ERA. Very timely for us. Obviously, everyone knows what's going on in America. Um, she is proudly talking about pro-abortion rights and the ERA, yes. and her numbers are high. Yeah. Even among Republican women. So yes. like, shut up, Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Because, yeah, it turns out abortion is not a bipartisan issue. Turns out everyone wants to have bodily autonomy. <laughs> I mean, can what I call believe? Can, can you believe? believe? Minus the six justices in you 2022. You bodily, con- bodily autonomy, Gerald Ford, and this damn Christmas sweater. Oh. I'm so happy it's in your notes. <laughs> Oh, his Christmas sweater is out of control. Out of control. It's Christmas Eve, we should say. And this is why yeah. it's even more inappropriate They're that Tweedledee nice and Tweedledum dinner. are rolling up. Yeah, because we, I'm just like, where are they your families? So rude. We get Liz to see Cheney, m- this is probably where all her trauma comes from. This is <laughs> her dad wasn't around on Christmas <laughs> yeah. Eve. I'm not kidding. Understandable. We see the Cheney, uh, not Cheney, sorry, the, the Fords around the table. They're like making weird popcorn strings. Like Having the best People time. doing that. Yeah. Get to see the other children because we don't get to see a lot of them. Yes. Um, son is super hot, like into him. Oh, there's a little SNL clip. Oh, well, that's what happens. So, Cheney and Rumsfeld leave their families on Christmas Eve because they are terrible fathers. In suits. And, it, like, ready to work. Like, get a, get a sweater, at least. Yeah. <laughs> Come in some jolly. Betty's annoyed, you can tell. Obviously, because she's, like, she's ruining, they're ruining yeah, Christmas. Yeah, they're coming in, harassing her once again. Um, this and is why like, there's, like, the, the live where you work thing just never works. Like, you have to have work-life balance. No, and, the, I mean, how can you have it at the White House? It's just, like, not possible. I know, that's so true. Um, so Betty's wasted and pissed, obviously. Um, and they're like, you need to come in because we're, like, so upset what just happened. And they show them an SNL skit of Chevy Chase, right? I think yeah. that's who it is, making fun of the president. They think it's funny. Betty and, and Jerry are, like, cracking up because yeah, it's funny. And they have a sense of humor. Yeah. I mean... These people, I mean, this makes sense because obviously we have some people who got really bent out of shape about SNL. But like, yeah. okay, relax. It's Chevy Chase. I know. <laughs> it's like, and it's an SNL skit. It's, it's a comedy show. Yeah. Like, it's, so know. like Rumsfeld and Cheney are freaking out. Mm-hmm. And the Fords are like, all right, you need to calm down. And they tell Betty she needs to fine tune her message and like stop talking about the ERA. She's so definitely not going to. But, well, but they're, okay. at the same time, they're asking her to campaign because her numbers are so high and they need her help. So like... Stop. Mind I know. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's like you want her. The reason her numbers are so high is because she, people love her, and now you're changing her. You're telling her to change herself. It's yeah. just obnoxious. She says to them, "Don't talk about things that make me popular. Like this makes no sense." And once again, she makes sense because that is true. Yeah, and I mean, like, I don't mean to start this episode out on like a antagonistic note. It's just no, like, don't that. talk about Betty like this. How dare you? It's yeah. awful. It's awful. Yeah. And so they, then, oh, oh sorry, okay. I was just saying, they also tell her like, if you're not in the White House, if you don't change your message, you won't get reelected and then you can't do anything to help women. Which is like, I hate that message because we get it later on with um, FDR, but like, like they're afraid to make big moves because like, well, in the long game, like it's not going to work out for you. Like yeah. just stop. It's I just, ugh, it's I'm a sorry, Yeah. No, of course. And also, like, okay, so then they're also, like, freaking out because um, Reagan is going to run against the incumbent. <laughs> right, right. So Ford's the incumbent, but, of course, has only been president for, like, two years because yeah. um, he had to take over for Nixon, like, at the, you know. Um, and so Reagan is coming in and being, like, I'm going to run. Yeah. And they're freaking out because usually in 
like the bipartisan party politics, you don't run against your own party's incumbent. So yeah. this doesn't usually happen. Um, so Reagan is really sort of like a little like thorn in their sides. Mm-hmm. Betty is convinced that like, you know, she's like, I'm not really worried about Reagan because Gerald is the incumbent and that's just like not going to happen. Yeah. And then at the end of the scene, we get a phone call from her best, best gal, Nancy. Mm-hmm. And it's sad. Something bad has happened. Yeah. Cut to 2012. <laughs> 2012. Because Time loves a cliffhanger. Oh, my God. They can't get enough. 2012. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so 2012. Um, uh, oh. We're in the classroom with Malia. I'm, like, loving that Malia is such a big part of this show. Yeah, she's getting on the air Because, time. like, Anna is a big part of the show. Yeah. Susan's a big part. Malia is just a big part. So, Malia is in science class, actually. Yeah. And um, she has gets an assignment. Of, and this is, also, this is, like, who gives this assignment when Malia is Obama is, like, in your class? I'm, like, annoyed. <laughs> but the assignment is that... Um, you have to think of a law that's not working oh, yeah. and write a, like, essay about it. I'm like, that's, like, so obnoxious. Like, hint, hint. Yeah, seriously. So, obviously, the science teacher just tra- is trying to make some, like, like weird joke. Yeah. Or, like, some big changes. Like, from She's her, like, yeah. Like, Influence Malia. Yeah. Which, again, like, Malia, Pizza Party, Happy Pride. Like, she did save Remember the day Remember when Malia saved F. the country? I can't No, of that. course. So, like, I'm not surprised that her science teacher is doing that, but I'm just saying. Then all of a sudden something happens. The Secret Service busts Darkness. in um, and grab Malia and they say, you have to come with us. Your parents are fine, but you have to come with us. And very, 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 very sadly, Sandy Hook has just happened. Yes. Um, absolutely a devastation. I remember where I was. It's a very, like, horrible moment in American history. Um, and perhaps other people remember where they, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just one of those moments where you kind of just, like, it's it was just a horrible horrible moment. Um, Unfortunately, that happens every day now too. <laughs> so like, right, and like now it's not. It's like just commonplace. Yeah, it's pretty pretty bad. But um, Michelle and Barack are in the Oval Office. They're kind of just like holding their children. Of course, what else would you do on that day if you had children? Um, and then they cut to Obama, and he is at a press conference, and he very famously starts crying during the press conference. Which, oh, right, that I remember. You know, we you know. Fox News had a field day. (laughs) I know, because, like, in the past, when um, someone got upset, like, Andrew Jackson was upset when his wife died, and he just stopped running the country for a year. Oh, right. I remember that, yeah. You know, so, like, no one could see him. Yeah. Similar to George Washington, all the letters got thrown out. You know, so it's like, we never have seen these men cry, but now we have Barack Obama crying on national television, and people are freaking out. Freaking out. Crying on national television during a monstrous tragedy. Yeah, which, like, makes sense, so I get it. Okay, end of the scene. You know, honestly, this episode is not happy. I want to make that super clear. Oh, yeah, trigger warning. There's, like, a lot of gun violence. There's so much sadness in this episode. So, Elise and I are going to try and make it light and happy. (laughs) No, we're not going to try and make it happy. We're going to try and make it, like, funny like we normally do. But, like, it might not be funny because this is a sad episode. This is, like, um... When Andrew Johnson came in and took office, like, Eliza Johnson, that whole vibe. Or, like, Ida McKinley. Like, sometimes in history you just have dark moments. And this, like, episode was darkness. No, I think that's the theme. It's just, like, the women going through traumatic things in America that happen. That's right. Okay, so then we cut to 1975. We're at a funeral. Nancy's husband has died. We killed himself. By suicide. suicide, yeah. 
Tweedledee and Tweedledum are at the funeral trying to do fucking work. I'm sick yeah. of these guys. I'm just sick of them. Dick Cheney, like, rolls up to Betty, asks so about some note that Nancy wrote her or whatever. Her Nancy's husband, I don't really know what was happening, but, like, was under investigation for something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he was in politics. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Betty is the kindest person on this planet, so she's standing by her friend during this sad time. Um, and right away, Cheney's like, you need to replace her. Like, she can no longer work for you. Like, yeah, it's like bad optics, basically. Yeah. And Nancy wants to resign because she doesn't want to put Betty through anymore. But, like, oh, my God, stop. Just, like, let this woman live. And let Betty take care of her and be her and friend. And, again, Cheney and Rumsfeld, take a sick day. Like, can you guys just relax? Yeah. Like, what's wrong with these guys? Like, they're always fucking working. <laughs> Like, well, I know. Who, who's the call from? What's his name? Uh, yeah. Howie or Huey. Oh, my God. Louis Howe. Louis Howe. All right. Take a, take a clue. Yeah. Which also, we also learn about Betty. Um, yes. I didn't know this, but it, if she, like, flashes back that her mom is telling her that her dad passed and her dad killed himself, which yes. we obviously don't know because we didn't do Betty yet. But so obviously this is hard for Betty, too. Like Yeah, but her mom lied to her yeah, about, about how, how he died. died and she didn't find out till later. And also there's a really telling moment in the funeral for Betty's dad mm-hmm. where she looks like she's maybe 15 or 16 yeah and she's having her first sip of alcohol did you catch that <gasps> oh I didn't yeah Good so eye. she takes a drink and I think that was her first oh, sip of alcohol the pain. Mm. Ooh, this episode is dark it's super dark <laughs> it's like super super dark so we find out like really tragically that Betty's father like Lee said has also like had you know was also had also committed suicide and then perhaps this is when and why Betty started drinking, which yeah. becomes more relevant at the end of the ep- episode, and I'm assuming in the next couple episodes, you know, a, a huge piece of why Betty Ford is lauded as such an unbelievable activist, uh, in my opinion, is because of uh, her her connection yeah. to alcohol and substance abuse um, uh, reform or help or, you know, that kind of thing. So anyway, um... Cut to Betty in the present. She's absolutely wasted watching Nancy Reagan. Um, And she's watching Nancy Reagan say some absolute nonsense. I don't even know what Nancy's talking about. But, like, Nancy's... I'm already annoyed by her. I mean, we're going to get to Nancy. Betty hates Nancy, and I love it. I know. We have so much to talk about with Nancy. It's just too much, I already have beef with her. I know, I know, I know, I know. Um... Then she, it's like within this while while she's watching Nancy, she's like, you know what? I can't stand this woman. I'm gonna get to it. I'm gonna actually get to it, and I'm yeah. gonna fucking campaign for my husband, and we're gonna win because she can't stand Nancy. And yeah. you know what? Listen, I'm not here to put women against each other, but when you're Nancy Reagan, people are gonna come after you. Yeah. And if we need to pit these two women against each other, I'm happy to do it. I support women. I don't support Nancy Reagan. <laughs> I love that. I love. And that. Betty feels the same way, and I just I side with Betty forever and for always. Yes. Um, and I just, Betty is fun. She's having a good time campaigning, and this is why people love her. She's, like, dancing with Tony Orlando. Right. Just, like, having a fucking blast. Yes. And politics can be fun. It can be great. It could. It can be, bring people together. Yes. And right. she is doing that. I know. And that's why I love her. Yeah. So, so then they that. cut to Betty at a campaign rally, like Elise said, having the best time. Um, she's crushing it. Obviously, <laughs> Tweedledee and Tweedledum show up. They're idiots. They're, ha- they're not they're having so fun. They're so annoying because they're like, oh, my God, Reagan and Ford are really close. Now, spoiler alert, Reagan gets elected, okay? If there's no, <laughs> yeah, we know or, this We happens. know that, like, maybe she didn't do enough or yeah. maybe it didn't get enough. And it is strange, and I didn't realize this had happened in such modern history, for someone to run against an incumbent. Like, that yeah. is odd and different than, like, what I would have expected. But it's not Betty's fault. 
No. Freaking she's doing everything she can. Gerald Ford is not doing enough. And, and Tweedledee and Tweedledum need to get on his ass, not yeah. on Betty's. What the hell? They're, like, so scared of him. Is it because he's blonde? Which, I don't get, like, I'm just, like, I, I don't get it. it. Which is weird because he seems, like, the most un... Um, uh, not unaggressive. That's not even a word. But like, I don't know what the like. Uh, I don't know what the word I'm trying he's to think warm. of. He's warm. He's very warm. Yeah, there's like warm. nothing like cold about him or or terrifying. Like I know. it's like I'd be afraid to like turn my back on Nixon. Like he's a lunatic. Right, right, right. You know, right, right. obviously. Yeah. But like Gerald, he's like, what's so scary about him? I know. That's this is the same thing I have with Besides like Andrew Jackson. I know Andrew Jackson. Like <gasps> he looked terrifying. But maybe him. he did. But did he? Like I don't even know. I don't know. He, he was just really. Tall. He had really, he was very tall and a fiery redhead. And, and then the angular. Yeah, he had, I, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. The same with Abraham line. Lincoln. He was like very Skeletor vibes. Abraham Lincoln was just hungry, I think. And, and like, depressed. And so depressed. <laughs> yeah. Remember but it's he, tall. He remember really when tall. he lost the ability to speak because Mary Todd broke up with him? <gasps> so, <laughs> I mean, again, said it here before, said it again. He couldn't speak above a whisper. He's the most dramatic man I've ever met. And honestly, I'm here for it. I love the drama. No, go back and listen to our Mary Todd episode because it is so chaotic. He is the drama Abraham in that. Abraham Lincoln is absolutely were, the drama. They love the chaos. They love the chaos, but Abraham Lincoln couldn't speak yeah. above a whisper because Betty or uh, Mary broke up with him. But all that to but say... But Gerald Ford's... That's what I'm saying. He's not dramatic. Like, I know. At I least I... Why everyone's like, why are they on Betty? Like, just yeah. talk to Gerald. Because she talks back to Tweedledee and Tweedledum. I can't stand these people. Okay, <laughs> cut to... Cut to 1939. We are at an all-female press conference. Now, this is so exciting, Elise, because um, this was a big deal. What I don't know if you know this, circle it back to revolve around me and my family. Oh, I don't know. um, She had just come from a meeting with Mary McLeod Bethune. Okay. Oh, but... What? What Who are the Bethunes? Yeah, 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 yeah. So Mary McLeod Bethune was a black educator um, in the 1930s, and she... um, she formed a lot of schools in the South for black girls, which was like a really, really, um, you know, sort of population of people that was getting ignored in a lot of this um, as they continue to be. Black women are just like by and large ignored in a lot of ways. Um, but Mary McLeod Bethune um, was, is the name, Bethune Beach is the name of where my parents live. Yes, I remember you telling me that story when we went to go visit. Yes, so um, Bethune Beach is really special to me and my family. But anyway, she was at a, um, she was at a, like, a speaking engagement with Mary McLeod Bethune, and when yeah. the two of them got off stage together, uh, Elle went to go sit next to her, and they said, you can't sit next to her because oh, you're right. you're white, and that's, like, the black section. This is when she, like, sat in the aisle, yeah, right? Yeah, so she gets a chair. Talk and about she, drama. She I, t- love it. I know, that's such chaos. So she picks up a chair and takes it and sits in the aisle so that she can sit next to Mary McLeod. Before. I love it. Unbelievable. We love it. Then. Also, amazing name. Sorry. Side note. Mary no, McLeod M- Bethune. Bethune. Yeah. Like, star. Star no, quality no, right no, there. No, she's a complete star. I love, love her so that much. name. I know. She's the best. So then... Um, so then that happens and everybody's like, oh, wow, Elle, you love integration. You're so progressive, all this stuff. But then this sassy little reporter, and at least she kind of reminded me of you. Like, <gasps> I feel like you would do this. Okay. Like you would be at this like conference about like, oh my gosh, like so much good <clears throat> stuff going on. And then you'd raise your hand and ask the hard hitting questions. Oh, like, not enough. Yeah. So Sarah asked her about the DAR. <gasps> oh, right. Oh, I do love this. And this is not Sarah Roosevelt. This is a different Sarah. This is a young yeah. woman. And <laughs> I love that we need to qualify that or like quantify because there's a million Sarahs and they're Roosevelt. <laughs> I know. Seriously. It's crazy. I know. Um, but yeah, so she said, asked about the DR. So the yeah. DAR, as we you talked know, about this in our L episode. We did so talk about yeah. this because we are smarter than Showtime. <laughs> 
I can't believe they didn't consult with us. So yeah, we need to sponsor. I just can't believe they didn't consult us. So rude. No, I know. On my trip to the West, I like wouldn't even look at Pizza Huts in the eye because I was so traumatized by our experience. <sighs> That's probably all they eat out there in Arizona. So scary. Yeah, what's their pizza scene like? I thought you were giving up pizza. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> in the West you can. No in the West you there. can, but also I made pizza two nights ago. <gasps> but I have so many tomatoes and basil from the garden. Oh, I love uh, a that's good different. margarita pizza. I know it's so it's good. It's fresh pizza, it's fine. It's so good. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm make it tonight. Um but anyway, um <laughs> No, I actually am having a pizza party with my brother. So oh my god, I know. So but so Sarah is like, what do you think of the DAR? Now the DAR I tried to infiltrate, but it was honestly too white. Remember? Yeah. Even the Brooklyn Even chapter. Even I was going to say, yeah, you got in on, like, I'm quoting here, the progressive chapter, and, mm-hmm. like, you still can't, like, wear jeans or something, right? Or, like, long sleeve shirts, or, or you have to wear cover your shoulders. Yeah, you can't cover. Oh, stop. Absolutely so crazy. insane. I have so many cute tank tops. I just couldn't, it wasn't for It's me. also 90 degrees out. Like, I'm Sometimes. sorry, I'm going to wear a tank top. No, 100%. DAR. I know. So, I, I just the DAR is the Daughters of the American Revolution. If you had a family member who fought in the revolution, yeah. you qualify. Now, I definitely did and do... But I couldn't do it. I couldn't. And it was, again, like I said, it was very Revolutionary War heavy. Like, yeah. You, like, I thought it was going to be more, like, history, but it was, like, no, no they just love revolution. The revolution War. It's so crazy. Oh and God. it's, like... Could you imagine what they do on Fourth of July weekend? Like, no, their events imagine. must be out of control. No, I can't even I imagine. I Boston. Oh, my God, stop. You hate Boston. Okay. <laughs> I went to Boston on Fourth of July. Don't go over that weekend. It's a terrifying city to be in. <laughs> really dark i was in phoenix and that's honestly almost worse (laughs) claire almost fried in phoenix (laughs) yeah do we have any arizona listeners like i have a lot of questions about your daylight saving time yes situation and the heat like how do you survive how do you stay hydrated how many seltzers do you drink a day no literally and like i guess my thing is like if you're not in phoenix it's chill like i'm telling you up in the mountains 72 degrees gorgeous Yeah. yeah if any arizona listeners Reach out. We totally. have questions. We'll interview interview you. Yeah, just about weather. Bonus up. Yeah, <laughs> just like weather questions about Arizona and McCain's. I have questions about McCain's. <laughs> and the McCain's, yeah. Um, so anyway, so um, the DAR in the time of this episode had just said that Marian Anderson, who was a black opera singer, was not allowed to sing at their conference. Because of the segregation rules that they're like really abiding by. <laughs> like, Which is- they were like not only abided by the rules, they were like... Really into that. And like, also, passionate like, do you know how many black people fought in the Revolutionary War? Like, yes. you assholes. Like, so anyway, I just <sighs> can't. I just, like, honestly can't with the DAR. So, but this spry young reporter catches Elle off guard. Sets Elle off. Yeah. She's, she's like, she's like, I had no idea about this. Yeah. Because Elle is part of the DAR at this she, point. That's right. We should say that. So she, and, you know, she would go speak there or whatever, and Elle didn't know this was happening. So and now the she's DAR, livid. Right. And the DAR loves Eleanor Roosevelt because of how insane to have, like, a president's wife be yeah, part of your and a Roosevelt. I mean, God. No, it's like I know. They so own, cool. not own, but they're, like, all of America at that point. Yeah. So... She doesn't know when she's caught off guard. Yeah. Now we cut to Hick in another gorgeous studio apartment. I don't know where Who's she house is. Who's housing this woman? I know. <laughs> Lovers left and right, given her studio apartments, Hick is living the life. I know. So we bonus love Hick. App. She, I know, bonus app. Oh my oh. god, we should do bonus app. I'm if, we did, we, if we did a bonus app for James Buchanan on Rufus. 
traumatized. We did miss the hug. Well, because we're not convinced they were lovers. We're not convinced they were lovers. But I'm into their best friendship. Of course. Vibes. But if we did best friendship for every first lady, we'd have to do so many. That's like a Remember Mary? Oh my god, I'm like all about Mary Todd. Remember Mercy, Mary Todd's best friend? She was crazy. Yeah, Mercy. Drama. Mercy was the one was like, did you hear me on Aid Day? I know. Like, we started on the drama. I know, Mercy's crazy. Oh, I just, I love it. I know. So we love that. We love female friendship. Bonus at female friendship. Yeah. And we'll just like touch on it. So Hick. Living the best life. Living the best life. And a dude, she's in Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh. And she is, she's stressed. Why is she stressed? I don't remember this part. Because Elle is kind of treating her like a mistress. <gasps> and she's like, Elle, I'm not your mistress. And Elle's yeah. like, you're not my mistress. And she's like, okay, but you're treating but me yeah. like a mistress because you house me in a closet and you're not talking about me. I mean, to be fair That's to so Hick, mean. like you did shut I've been in, in more toxic room. relationships than that. I wasn't even in a closet. I have my own bedroom. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, what is yeah. that? Like, I don't even get that. So, like, I don't know. Hick is, like, she's stressed because she's, you know, she and she's trying to imagine a future together where Elle and her can, like, be together. Again, Showtime taking a lot of liberties here as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But, I don't know, maybe there's letters we don't know about because there's a lot of letters in this world that we don't know about. Yeah, how do we, do we have to go to the Library of Congress? Like, I feel like that should be part of it. Can average folks go into that place when we go to our D.C. trip? I think we need to go. We can probably get into the pod. I mean, research. I know. Could you just see us, like, with our Topo Chicos, obviously, in the Library of Congress, (laughs) hopefully they'll let us bring drinks in, just, like, (laughs) swiping through all these documents. I, like, spill so much seltzer on the box. I'm like, I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry. I'm like, hold on, do you have my computer? Like, (laughs) can I record here? It's just you hitting plus recording for a seven hour episode of us just reading the books that oh did you see this? Yeah, I know. Just they like, can't no. see anything. I know, I know, I know, I know. Okay, we gotta figure out if we can get to the library. Conference. We can oh, we'll get in. <laughs> How could we not? Don't you know who we are? <laughs> have you not heard of Flotus Forever? Rude. If we have merch, we'll be fine. No, I know. I I know. Just, we just need merch. We, and we need this live show. Guys, live show July 30th. Yeah, never forget. Never forget. Easy easy lever in Brooklyn. Yeah. So um so anyway, so Hick is imagining this like future where she and Elle can like live together and like yeah. be free of I don't. I, don't I mean, heck, you like gotta wait till she's out of the White House. Like, At could least. you imagine Eleanor like leaving Franklin to go it, live with Hick? Like, oh, I mean, Hick. I mean, Hick. She basically did. She has Hick in the closet. I guess so. That is really true. But like. And uh, Franklin knows about it. I know the whole situation is so strange to me, but but everybody, you know what I mean? Like, this is progressive, though. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. progressive relationship exists. Like, <clears throat> we have to just be okay with it. And I'm, I am okay with it. So then Hick brings up the DAR. And Elle's like, oh, yeah. oh my God, can everyone chill on the DAR? Yeah, like, like, I'm working on no, it. No, but it's like, no Elle feet to the fire. Yeah, she's like, not moving quick enough. And yeah. all she does is, like, write a scathing letter and then resigns. Which, like, she, like talks about it on my day. Yeah. I mean, fair enough. I guess that's what her power move could be at that time. But, like, I don't know. I need more than, like, a letter. But whatever. Yeah. She does resign. Um, but Hick really puts her feet to the fire. And yeah, like, she's like, you, you need to do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so then she resigns via my day, which we love. We yeah. love her self-expression. Oh, my God. That's, like, like someone, like, quitting via tweet now. And it's so Seriously, fun. Like, I love that. so public and cool. Ugh. I wish love I quit it. better jobs. Like, 
I just want to quit. Next job I quit, I want it to be like fantastical and oh just God, like do so something cool. dramatic. Yeah, like I love this. that. Oh my God, like, like post that on my day. You like start <laughs> like a blog quit. called my day <laughs> yeah. just to like quit. That's so good. No one reads it. They're like, why did you show up to work? I was like, oh, I quit. You didn't read my blog. <laughs> you didn't read my day? Okay, fine. Um, so then randomly, Sarah Roosevelt. Sarah Roosevelt just coming in random and actually like being cool for the first time yeah, ever she, like, in the history I, of the world. I mean, gun to my head would think Sarah was. A racist. 100%. So, like, really shocked she was, like, annoyed at the DR. I was like, okay, Sarah, I see you. I know, but she also, like, does live in New York City. Not that racists don't live in New York City, but, like, we can't forget yeah. that Sarah's a New York girl. Yeah, she is a New York girl. So yeah. she... So she, she kind of gets it. Yeah. She, especially in the 30s. Like, she's... she's yeah. She's, like... But no, 100%. She's so into too. what Elle did. She's happy yeah. she resigned, and they make it... Elle makes a joke, um, like, oh, wow, did she just approve of me? That's insane. Which, like, LOL. Yeah. And then she's like, where is Marion going to perform, though? Because, like, we oh, can't yeah, forget Oh, yeah, Sarah's, like, ready to book her. Like, book an agent, Sarah. Like, I know. Moonlight oh is a booking agent. So fun. <laughs> um, like, takes her on tour. I love it. And she's like, where can Marion perform? Which Elle's like, oh, my God, how could we forget about Marion in all of this? Because yeah. Elle honestly being a little selfish this whole app, if I said yeah. it. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. Maybe Elle needs things to be about her for once in this, like, whole world. She is a Roosevelt. I know. So... So Elle's like, how about outside the National Mall? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like from zero to sixty. I know, I know, like, I know. She couldn't perform in this like dinky little like town hall meeting. They're like the steps of Congress <laughs> outside with next to Abraham Lincoln. Stop. <laughs> The drama. I love that. Um, and Sarah's like, great, I love that. And then... Um, it's a good idea. It's no, it's amazing. And then they cut to uh, dress rehearsal. Marian Anderson singing outside the National Mall, which was unbelievably famous and popular. Yeah. Um, Rose of uh, L meets her. There's like a whole thing. I did think... Okay, now what did you think of this whole thing? Because I thought it was strange. Marion says, are you going to be there? And she says, no, this is your day. If I was there, it would just be about me. Elle says it to her? Yeah. But I'm, like, confused because I'm also, like, I wonder if optics-wise Elle was trying to, like, stay out of the the fray. Yeah. So I kind of was, like, annoyed by that a little bit. I know. Uh, Yeah, it kind of gives me a little bit of the the FDR vibe of, like, well, this is kind of head a little bit, but, like, we can't rock the boat too much because we still need to keep some people happy. Right, right, right. So, like, her going there was, like, too much of a stance. That's what I'm saying. Um... Yeah, I could see that happen. I mean, we have to remember Elle is, as progressive as she is, she is very politically savvy. Yes. And that is her agenda. You yeah, know, she has I an know. agenda, which, no hate to Elle. I love no. Eleanor so much. But she, that's like, first and foremost, her yes. mindset or like the lens that she looks through when she makes decisions. And we see that later on when she's like with the black pilots. So, yeah, I agree with your. Yeah. I thought it was a little weird. Yeah. But at the same time, you know. (laughs) It's a little rude. Yeah, I thought it was weird and, like, rude. I just thought it was, like, like, like. From Mary, the sea, and, and you, like, like, turn it down. I know, but, like, and, like, that's, like, the worst, like, when you would, like, do a show, and I was, like, in bands and stuff, and people would be, like, oh, we're so excited for you to play, it's gonna be so fun, and then they, like, book you, and they don't show up, and yeah. you're, like, what? Like, I don't understand. No, that like, is weird. So, I thought it was, like, a little bit weird, but, um, she listens from the White House. Yeah. It's also just, like, go outside on your balcony. Right, like, don't they have a balcony the at the corner. White House? Yeah. I bet you they don't have balcones at the White House, and that's, like, so claustrophobic. There's a Truman open. balcony. That's, like, the most... I mean, that's maybe that's right. the only one. Is that off the Oval Office? I don't know. Do you know. think that's, like, the only place they could stay because the piano had fallen through the, like, ceiling? <gasps> Never <forget. laughs> The, the only floors place, are very rickety in the yeah, White House. The only place they could hang was, like, 
on this weird balcony. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Side note. So when I took was in uh, Boston, I took a tour to see the the crypts of Our Ladies, obviously. Of course. Um, Louisa and Abigail, and the man who was uh, giving me the tour, I asked him who his favorite president was, and he said Truman, which I was like, or whatever. And then, but he then went on to tell the story of the. Um, redecoration of the or like read uh instruction did you take over <laughs> no i wanted to hear his version tour? of it oh, and okay. he loved it and he like went on about the queen elizabeth and they had to go stay at the blair house and it was yeah. just like he was like sh- he just loved the whole story he thought it was great and i was like all right sorry like i like your like knowledge of weird history facts and like and why you like the fact truman. that best truman like was literally missing the whole time like no one could find her like name the first lady who was his wife you know no doubt no of course not and margaret truman's like all i want to do is have self-expression yeah. is margaret truman the one that like joins an ashram and like was that oh my margaret God, truman was it? or that was his other daughter maybe oh the daughter it was the daughter there were a few did, daughters yeah. i think it doesn't matter um but anyway, so Elle listens from the White House, and then we cut. Now, we cut to 2013. Now, this was, like, a little showtime for me. Yeah. They cut to Sasha, Malia, and Michelle watching the Marian Anderson concert on YouTube. Which, like, can you imagine? Like, Oh, yeah. Like, why were they watching this at this point? They just needed some transition. I know. They, they love just a transition. Tra- they love a transition. Yeah. So, we cut. So, um, Malia and Sasha um, are watching this, and then... Um, What's her, uh, what's her name? Michelle. Michelle. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Thing. I'm such an idiot. Michelle goes on and talks about how Eleanor Roosevelt, like, got this to happen. Yeah. And then, right after that, we go to Barack's inauguration for his second term. Yeah. So it's learning. inauguration day for a second term, 2012. Well, no, 2013, sorry. And again, like, why inauguration is in the fucking dead of winter, I'll never know. I know. Like, it's just yeah, not they a kept it in March. Time. I mean, I guess March is cold, too. But March breaks your heart. But I mean, yeah. It's, it's warmer just, like, in D.C. That's a little south, you know? So yeah, it could yeah, be warmer yeah. there. New York is rough, so. But, yeah. So it's January. It's the middle of, like, Yeah, the January 20th, they do it, right? Yeah. So it's inauguration. Um, the girls are getting ready for inauguration, and this marching band from Chicago is coming to play at inauguration, and they're going on tour of the White House, and then just by chance, the girls from the marching band see Malia, Sasha, and Michelle. Yeah. Freak out. So excited. like, oh my god. So, and it is exciting because they're Southside Chicago girls seeing these yeah. other Chicago girls, and it's very exciting. Um, and we should mention that all of these girls from the Chicago band are black, and so it's just a very like fun moment yeah. and exciting and important moment. Okay, cut, cut to, to, this is sad. Um, <laughs> another sad part. Another sad, sad moment. Cut to, um, uh, Michelle is, like, downloading inauguration with her girl. What's her girl's name? Oh, Susan? Is Su- that Susan? Yeah, Susan, yeah. I There's think. so many Susans. No, it's Susan. not Susan, because oh, Susan not. left, remember? Who's oh. the new one? I forgot. I don't remember. But one of her girls that she's downloading with inauguration talking about how, like, you know, fun it was and da-da-da. Yeah. And um, another woman comes in and says, Michelle, something really tragic happened last night. One of the girls who played in the marching band for inauguration was killed by a stray bullet in Chicago. Yeah. So more gun violence happening in the White House. <sighs> really bad. Touching the White House. Um, and... So it's really, really sad, and Michelle's like, wait a second, I just saw her, I just met her, and of course, um, you know, it, it's heartbreaking, and it's like, you know, this is, I guess, I don't know, I was like reflecting on it, and it's, it, this is such recent history, so it's like this girl's yeah. family is still alive, maybe yeah. they're watching this, you know, it's just kind of a wild thing, because this happened less than 10 years ago. Yeah. Um. So... 
it's really, really sad, and um, Michelle kind of doesn't quite know what to do, but she goes to find her own mom in the White House. Yes. Well, Michelle says right away, oh. she says, I want to reach out to the family, like, oh, myself right. personally. Like, because the White right. House, you know, would you normally just send a letter or flowers or whatever, but she's like, I want to reach out and go to the funeral. So, like, her assistant's like, okay, we'll get you the information. That's so I think right. that just shows, like, Michelle's one passion for the the problem of gun violence in the country and just how it obviously hit so close to home at that point mm-hmm. and then to your point where she goes sees the mom what happens well the mom's freaking out the mom's like her mom yeah. uh, mrs robinson who lived in the white house with um with yeah. michelle um is just really having a hard time as any mother would yeah um, i do love her furiously um like uh pledge in the the wooden table which like classic move who does not clean in a rage when you're sad or angry like that's my go-to so i just like really felt a connection with (laughs) mrs robinson like yelling at the maid to get not yelling but like telling her i'll do it leave me alone let me like scrub this table yes and i was just like all right i get it like yeah (laughs) you're like literally me too yeah like how many times have you cleaned your bathroom in a rage no seriously (laughs) if it does not smell like bleach (laughs) if it doesn't smell like bleach i didn't have a bad day at work So then her mom and her have, like, a sweet, like, you know, sort of honest conversation about how scary and sad that is. Yeah. And then they cut to Michelle at the funeral, um, which is also just heartbreaking. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's just a very, yeah, like Elise said, it's like a, there's a gun violence is, like, top of mind this this uh, episode. And yeah. Then also, when I watched know, this episode, it was, like, right after Uvalde, too. So I was like, right. oh, my God, like, <laughs> it's, yeah. like, too fucking dark. Yeah. Uh, there was a mass shooting over July 4th, so, like, yeah. yeah, if Americans are listening to this, which I guess mostly you are, um, you understand yeah. <laughs> why this is right. such a, like, right, right, right. Yeah. hard episode to watch, and unfortunately still really, um... Prevalent. Yeah. Yeah, prevalent. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so she goes to the funeral, um, also at the funeral is Rom... It's like annoying. Another person that's annoying. Yeah, he's mayor of Chicago at this point because he left the administration as chief of staff and he is the mayor. Um, He has like a little moment with Michelle and it was like, I promise you we're going to like fix this. Obviously they don't because we're in America. And um, yeah, Michelle's like, all right, whatever. Like, I just want to be here for this family. She's like holding the mom's hand. Um, And yeah, yeah, they just, I think it's just showing Michelle's compassion, which is, yeah, I think she's famous for and just like she's so lovely and kind and I miss seeing her every day. <laughs> I know. And it did seem like in that moment and I don't know what the actual you know scene looked like but it did appear that she was there kind of by herself. Like you, there were no like visible secret service people. There were yeah, no Yeah, it wasn't like, like making a scene. Yeah, which there was, I think was yeah, 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 yeah. Which if we'll all remember um Betty going to the funeral of mm. uh, yeah. Martin Luther King's mother, who was also, you know, shot. So there's, the, you know, there's loose ties to uh, these women just being able to be compassionate. You know, not because they aren't the president necessarily, which is a whole other level, yeah. but also um, recognizing the necessity for, like, person-to-person contact yeah. and, like, trying to be kind of real with these uh, horrible moments. Yeah. All right, then we cut to 1939, and Elle is doing a radio address. Yeah. Talking about the Tuskegee Airmen, which mm-hmm. is a part of history that I don't know a lot about, but um, but These I were, like, remember the learning first about. Five black pilots that yes. flew in the Air Force, or like they weren't in the Air Force yet? I don't know if they were related to military at all. Okay. I think they might have just gone through. They were just able to fly? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Gone through the like flying school or something. It's I don't just know. Like, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> It sounds so insane. Like, just segregation in general sounds insane to me. And 
that's because I live in modern day and we obviously don't have, I mean, yeah, there's like segregated neighborhoods or whatever, but it's just like, it just sounds so insane that like a black man couldn't go through a flying school and like potentially be, the the army was still segregated at this point. She does right. refer to that. And that's just like, it's just I know. so dumb. I, I mean, know. the same thing with gays in the military. Like, who cares? I don't want to fucking fight. Let those people yeah, fight. No, like, seriously, seriously. let anyone that wants to fight fight because I sure as fuck don't want to. No, do and you don't want me on your military. No, I'm terrible. You know I can't I mean? run. Like, I would, no, I'm I mean, not strong. Have you seen me try to lift something? And it's honestly, it's like the dirt of it all. Like, I just don't want to be like a sand okay. doesn't bother me, but it's like I feel like there's so much dirt. You're so dirty and so smelly. Like, yeah, no, my feet would be killing. I'd get blister. If one blister, I'm out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I hate blisters. I get a blister. I can't fight for you. You might as well just shoot me. Like I know, I know. So I know. let these people fight is all that to say. No, it's I don't so want to fight. I would be of... like in the field looking for beautiful flowers. Oh, like, you, you know what I mean? Like, I would be the worst. In love. I know. I'd be <laughs> just so doing bad. like yoga. I know. I'd be so bad. Like it would, you don't want me on your army either. Is there ice? There's no ice coffee. Oh my I'd god. Done. Oh my god. <laughs> first first, first no morning. Coffee? No blisters. No ice coffee. No first morning I wake up. No oat milk. Dead. If there's no oat milk in Montreal. There's no oat milk in the army. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't have that. My stomach cannot handle that. If you're in the army and you had oat milk, reach out. <laughs> yeah, reach out army people and Arizona people. That's, yeah. We have two calls to action. Yeah. <laughs> just we have questions. And it's just to, like, yeah, curb me and Lisa's curiosity. So yeah, a lot of questions. Just, we're just curious people. 100%. That's why we started this pod. I love that about us. I know. <laughs> Anyways, so go on. So, so Elle is flying with the how you pronounce it Tuskegee. Tuskegee. Yeah. What does that mean? Tuskegee. No, it's Tuskegee, Alabama. It's a city in <gasps> oh, Alabama. Yeah. Love that. Okay. See you there. Floats on the road. <laughs> yeah. Floats on the road. Questions. <laughs> I feel like I'll fall in love with that town. That would be like a chiclet a city. A chiclet city situation. You know, know. I'd be like. Do you I'd know find... we still have an air chiclet city? I know, oh, we have to put Do on- we have a random-ass bonus episode <laughs> yes. for you people? Now that it's, like, months after the fact, it'll be even funnier. Oh, my God, I'm so excited. Okay, yep. I don't remember what I said on that episode. No, me neither. I was Is that asleep. the one we record at, like, 6 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh! That's like a bonus bonus app. It's such so a off topic. We should, honestly, just, just reach out. We'll send it to you privately. <laughs> it's a deep cut. If we had a Patreon, that's what we'd put it on because it just it makes no sense now at this point. I know, I know, I know. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, we're going we're gonna to let we'll it. We'll post that. It's called Chicklet City. Just get ready. Okay, so um, <laughs> anyway. So she gets out of the plane. She's like, that was so crazy. Can't believe my hat didn't fall off. But also so Aww, fun. These guys yeah. are such good pilots. And then someone asked her about segregation, and she's like, I have to go. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Like, make a statement. Because this one's like, I guess it's like the only thing I'm annoyed with Elle in this episode is that if she's not prepared, she doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah, she needs to be very. You know, like the Marian Anderson thing. She it's can't. the political lens. She just like is so tied to that and so aware of it. I know. It but like I'm holds her it. back. No, I'm annoyed too. Yeah, yeah it just yeah, like yeah. holds her back. Totally. Um, so she dodges those questions, and then it cuts to Anna and FDR. Wait, is that what you were saying? Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, but it shows like even the little that she did there pisses off FDR because of the scene that you're going to talk about right now. Yeah. So Anna, who's Anna Eleanor Roosevelt at gmail.com. Is she like, what? <laughs> is, Reach out to us. Is she yeah. like working at the White House now? I'm confused. Yeah. I think she took the job with her dad instead of her mom. Remember? Oh, yes. I do. That so I forgot that. about that. You're right. Because right. Elle offers her a job and then FDR offers her a job and I think she took the job at the White House. Yeah. I mean, but all she's doing fine, is delivering him tea, which we'll talk about the tea. Tea in <laughs> a bowl. We'll talk about the teacup. Okay, everybody? <laughs> Let's get through the segregation <laughs> bit, but like we have questions. Okay. And Roosevelt@gmail.com. So and Eleanor Roosevelt@gmail.com is ta- is just talking to FDR and 
just talking about how like this FDR is like, oh, your mom is so crazy, and Anne Eleanor Roosevelt at Gmail is like, how do your glasses stay on your face? Why? Are I mean, you his head is mom? down so far, his glasses do not fall. <laughs> and it was like all the same basic questions we've been asking this whole time. Like honestly, yeah. the FDR character not well fleshed out. I'm gonna, no, I'm gonna say like really no, like yeah. Showtime, we love you. Sponsor us. Hashtag no more pizza hut on napkins. <laughs> but I just can't. I can't stand. I mean, I guess that's like the point is that the men are supposed to be like kind of dumb in this series. Yeah, I mean, my one comment here was, like, these men don't make big sacrifices for change because they're so concerned about, like, everything. And just, like, but, like, yeah, you'll see what he's concerned about. But Wait, what is he concerned about? I just have Oh, the Southern Democrats. So, like, Anna says to him, like, hey, you don't like segregation, right? They make that very clear. Like, she'd point, ask him, like, you disagree with this, right? And he's like, yes, of course. Right. But what about the Southern Democrats that I need to keep on my side for a re-election? Yes. And this is very Malia Obama- Pizza Party Happy Pride. No. Uh, yeah. So, T, Pizza Party saved the country. Well, I guess Anna didn't really save anyone. But all this to say, FDR knows that segregation is bad. He personally disagrees with it, but won't do anything about it. And then Anna says to him, if that's the only thing you did as president, you'd be remembered as a great man. Oh, because right. T says, well, every, all we worked for will be ruined if I don't keep staying power so we can't deal with segregation. So she says to him, if all you are known for, all you do is end segregation, yeah. you will be known as a great president. Right. And he's just like, that's just, like, not enough. So annoying. It's, like, it's just always this, I mean, I feel like we're going through this now with, like, by, I'm sorry, I'm going to bring up abortion rights because that's all I talk about these days. But, like, Biden administration is not doing enough because, you know, they have to take all these baby steps and do this and do this. But, like, if you just friggin', like, put abortion clinics on federal land right now or mm-hmm. like whatever the you know and and codify row by ending the filibuster will you probably lose re-election i don't know maybe but that is a huge fucking thing that you were doing yeah. for human rights and like making a stand and biden will be forever remembered for that and harris yeah. you know so like they're not making these big they're so afraid to make these big sacrifices yeah yeah for their i assume their power i don't know i'm not in their shoes i'm sure there's a lot of behind the scenes things that i absolutely don't know about yeah but like this is a perfect example we do it with gun rights constantly how yeah. many times are we having that conversation you know like we won't expand the courts we won't end the filibuster all these big changes that could happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's the same thing back then and they totally. just like still fdr is so concerned about his power which like dude you were like three terms in office stop yeah, seriously <laughs> like no get no, out no. yeah i know so anyway and they say it he admits that he's like it's yeah. because of the southern democrats i need to keep them on my side and it's, it's just like it's just so disappointing well, and, and it's like yeah. yeah again and like we see this over and over again like you know gerald won't come out and talk about the era <laughs> yeah obama won't come out and talk about gay marriage yeah Oh, yeah, we just saw the last episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So there's just so much of this, and it's, like, so... And the women are the ones that are, like, what the fuck? Like, do something. And, again, I know this is, like, about the first ladies this episode and our whole podcast, but, like, I'm sure other people were saying it, too, men. Yeah. But... I, th- like this episode specifically you're seeing the women and not even I mean Eleanor wasn't even doing it, like the daughter in this case like just saying hey like oh my mm-hmm. god step up what right. the hell right 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 I know it's so then Anna's like okay I gotta go and he's like bye most importantly and then he goes thanks for the tea and then so my friends he picks up like it's like it's, it's a the bowl. biggest teacup I've ever seen. Like I'm gonna find a I don't understand. Like you have to find it. Like it's 
It's basically Mad Hatter style. Like it's like like picture Alice in Wonderland. I mean, it is. I would. I personally would have to hold it with two hands, and yeah. then my hands would get burned because I can't hold a cup like no, that. No, I don't understand how that. I mean, the physics of that teacup. The physics of the, the teacup, tiny yeah. handle. Yes, how yes. does it hold the bowl? I know it's crazy. It's crazy, and it didn't even. I mean, the, and he picks it up just easy. Takes a oh. sip. I'm like, this is for someone with polio. A lot I, of upper body strength. I mean, no, truly, and like <laughs> heaviest. I know, teacup. but like, yeah, it was basically soup. He's drinking soup. As far yes. as I'm concerned, clam chowder, corn chowder, he, whatever's in there. I mean, God, you must have to like really pee after that because it's just so much, so tea. much tea. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of tea it was? It was just the biggest tea. Girl. Like, it was just clear like, my both of us. Wow. Like, like because you know he, they have this like he's like thanks for the tea and then like what props person was like on this show? He's like, like is, is that the, factual? I have questions. Yeah, Showtime you're the props person. Can you reach out? Reach like, out. Were you doing that as a joke? Props like, at Showtime. Dot com. No, I know. <laughs> like, what? Props, like, props questions at Showtime. Is that 1939 factual teacup size? I just don't believe it. No, I mean, it was a Great Depression. No one could afford that much tea. That's a good point. <laughs> That's a little rude, too. Be like, look at all the tea I have. Look I at all the tea I can make. Yeah, like, I can drink tea out of a bowl. Or maybe he didn't have any teacups because it was the Great Depression. No, I, I don't believe that. No, I think he's just being bougie. Yeah, it was too much. It was the biggest teacup I've ever seen. I mean, if we'll try and find a picture, but if you can find a picture of this, yeah, scene. I'll just. I mean, I'm gonna just screen cap it from my television. Yeah, you, you have know, to. like you need to. It's, we'll post crazy. it. I'll remember. I'm gonna set a reminder right now because yeah. you all need to see it. And yeah. I just like shock you to your core. I know it's crazy. <laughs> so anyway, after Annalisa and I got over that, we then cut to 1976, <laughs> and Betty is back on the campaign. Obviously, Tweedledee and Tweedledum are back. They're being really annoying. Even though she's doing really well, they're being really annoying. She decides Typical. to start a blog, basically like a, not a, like a phone, wait, what is it? Like a phone bank kind of thing? Oh, or no, like, she, um, she gets a, a license to oh, have a, a like a CB radio. radio. Yes, yes, and she's yes, like, yes. I just need a handle. She's yes. my favorite person. Yeah, <laughs> she's basically like trying to do my day, which is like, yeah. we love that. And like, we just Always on board that. for that, yeah. Yeah. And um, they're like what are you going to do with that radio license? She's like, uh, talk about women's rights and abortion. And they're like, okay, please don't do that. And she's like, okay, I'm going to do that. <laughs> yeah, okay, like exactly why I'm getting like, a hair. Absolutely a what I'm doing. So um, then... She's so disgusted by them. That's my note. I love her disgust with these two idiots. They're so dumb. <laughs> they're so dumb. It's like, I cannot take it. Yeah. And their little faces. I mean, the actors, I guess, are doing a really good job because I hate both of them. Oh, my God. Yeah. If I see them in the street, I, like, punch them in the face. No, so, like, seriously. good job. Yeah. yeah Great job for them. So good. So, let me cut to... <laughs> Sorry. I was going to say, I always have to put these up. Remember when Christian Bale won his Golden Globe for Vice when playing Dick Cheney and he thanked Satan? <laughs> It's the funniest moment of history. Yeah, I have to watch that. We have to, <gasps> we have like, to find that. Yeah, we have to. I'll show you it's that, like, that award speech. Like, it's that's the funniest crazy. thing. Like, what what a statement to make on this, statement. the Golden Globe stage. Go I on. know. I mean, and at the end of the day, I kind of blame Gerald Ford for bringing those two people into, like, the zeitgeist. Yeah, like, you should have fired them. I know. Like, like yeah. why did he keep all that Nixon administration on? I know. Or, like, so the dumb. cabinet people or advisors. Like, you get keep, rid of them. I know. They had was, to have known about Watergate. How did they not go down? I that's a good question. I don't really know him to that. Dick Cheney it. really has a lot of power. He just, like, does whatever. And I mean, he, like, like, when he was, like, 30, like, running around the Nixon administration just making weird decisions. Oof, I mean, hello, invaded Iraq without, like, telling anyone. <laughs> He was just like, oh, then, by the way, where's George Bush? Not here. We're going to invade Iraq. Yeah, and then it was like, no, the president has all the power to do everything, but also I'm going to do everything for yeah, him. Yeah, so we're just going to change the rules. Okay. So anyway, so then we cut to Buffalo, and there's a speaking engagement um, that Betty is at. Yeah. Very exciting. Again, she's on the campaign trail. 
um, trying to get her husband reelected. The family is watching back from D.C., so you see um, Susan and Gerald and the three boys. Um, Betty does not look well. No. Betty does not look well. And this kind of goes back to what we were talking about before with Betty, with the sort of like the abuse of um, alcohol and um, what looks like pills because she like takes a couple yeah, pills she, like, before she goes on stage. Um, she's messing up her line. She's sort of slurring her speech. And Ugh. Susan knows. Susan, Susan is knows. watching back home, like Clara said, with um, her brothers and dad. And she just gets it. She has a look on her face and she's like, oh. This Something's going good. down. The sun, hot sun, isn't it? He's like, Mom's not well. Like, read the room, okay? Yeah, I know. Seriously. <laughs> like, seriously. Did you not just see her wasted at Christmas? I know. And even Gerald is like, Gerald's like, this is not good. Because, yeah. you know, this is like, yeah, it's just a, it's just not a great look in the way of uh, Betty kind of not having it together. Yeah. You know and so it's just sad. Like, I don't know. She's in pain, you know, like yeah. emotional pain. Yeah. It's just like, it's, and it's like that. I, know, I love her. I know. And why is she in Buffalo by herself? Like what the hell, yeah. you know? Again, everyone blaming Betty for him not being reelected or when he eventually doesn't get reelected. Um, Gerald, why aren't you campaigning? I, I understand you're the president and you're like, have a day job, but like you were also campaigning multitask. You I should be president if you can't multitask. <laughs> That's why I could never be president. Yes. I know. No, I like cannot keep two things in my head at once. No, seriously. Why is she doing all the work? And they get blamed for it. Like, no one's voting. I mean, I guess you're voting for her, sort of, in, like, a subconscious way. But, like, stop. It's like, I know. Jerry, get your blonde butt up and I know. do something. I know. I know. <sighs> he also is wearing a great sweater in this scene, though, I have to say. His yes. sweater game. I don't know if this is a tenet of Gerald Ford's personality, the yeah. sweaters, but he... they just like a little teddy bear. The costumers at Showtime. So it's always for the props <clears throat> people and the costumers because they really seem to be in it with what their jobs are. Yeah. They're really taking it That's to the like next That's like a level. fun job on a movie set, I imagine. Props and costumes? Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Probably. Like if I was ever like behind the scenes Hollywood, that's what I'd want to do. Like you to would, do all that fun research you and would like put so much funny so many funny things. <gasps> oh my Easter eggs for, every for, all, for all your friends. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. And I would steal so much too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that is like another fun part to be on set, like stealing stuff. Oh my god. If you so. don't like you're not doing your job right. Can you steal that? I guess you can. I mean, I would. I know actors do. I guess I get to do what they want, but. Hmm, interesting. Well, where's that teacup? I want that teacup. Yeah. I would use it for Is soup there... or for salad or for sharing water with a billion people. I would, <laughs> I didn't see that, that giant bowl slash teacup at the presidential library in Hyde Park. Seriously. It has to be there somewhere. Maybe I missed it. <laughs> so big. How could I? <laughs> like. They can't fit it in anywhere. It's just, like, too big for anything. It's like, doesn't fit with the vibe. Well, it's like, and they would say, like, this is FDR's teacup, and people would be like, okay, what's wrong with this? Yeah, like, this fact is actually check. not like, true. Why was he such a giant man? Yeah, why is he drinking so much tea? <laughs> that would be, like, an Abraham Lincoln teacup, because he's so giant. Right, because he's so big. Yeah. Maybe Gerald Ford could get away with that teacup, because I imagine Was he a he's, tall guy? I don't yeah. Know, I feel like he's big. Tall, and that's why everyone's scared of him. He's blonde and tall. tall. <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was episode seven um we're trucking through yeah. live show july 30th that's really all i mean i think everybody just take care of yourself like yeah. live your best stay life hydrated. stay hydrated get monkeypox vaccine if you need it <gasps> that's like a thing that's, that's like happening thing. and then like yeah the this, beach if you can the next strain is coming so get ready I mean, can live we just, your best life because the next strain is coming. Just there's just not enough to spare. Donate to an abortion fund if you can. I know. Um, what other PSAs do we need to go? I guess the beach is a nice one. Go to the like, beach, go yeah. The beach. Go for a bike ride. I've been oh, biking a lot. Me oh, too. if anyone has, maybe we can talk about this off pod. But I need a helmet so I don't die because yeah, I'm like of weaving in and out. I love it. Um, 
there's not enough bike lanes in New York City, so I am running for city council to get bike lanes only. That's my only stance. <laughs> and um, so that someone might give you a helmet through all that. <laughs> yeah, and I need a helmet. So just any wrecks on helmets. Like, yeah. I want something cool, stylish, obviously. Yeah. And cool, like, temperature-wise. Yeah. Um, and then cool, vibe-wise. Yeah, of course. Because um, I just don't want to get, like, hit by a car and brain damaged. No, um, you have to get a helmet, at least. We have yeah, I know. I just, I, did, I was like, I realized I don't bike in the city because I'm so afraid, but I bike in every other place I go, and I'm fearless. So, like, right. If I want to, am I going to die anywhere by a bike accident? I want it to be in New York City so I can haunt Oh, I love that. The bike oh my lanes, God, yes, you know? I, I don't want to haunt the bike lanes in Boston. God, no. no it's a nightmare. No. So I was like, okay, I'm going to ride more. Rode twice this week. <gasps> so fast. So furious. Fast and furious. But I need a helmet. All that to say. We'll so we need to just get this house a helmet. All right. Love so that. go for a bike ride. That's my advice. My no, I've been advice biking a lot too. Episode. It's so nice. It's just so nice. You get everywhere so fast. A little sweaty, I guess, when yeah. it's hot. But like, no, it's fine. zoom in and out. It's Ugh, so fun. Do you do the city bikes? Yeah. I'm not I can't like slap a bike up the no, stairs. No, no, no. But um, yeah, city bikes are so easy. I love it. You get the lift app, you just scan it, like QR oh, code. So great. Famous. Love All it. right. Anyway, well, go on a bike ride, go to the beach. <laughs> we'll <laughs> say hi, Jen. And thanks, Jer, for the Flotus. Oh my God. Thanks resin? to my mom for the Flotus present. I didn't bring you your socks. I have to bring no, you your socks. I just want everyone to know Claire's mom did send a lovely present, but let Claire know this is not for her birthday. This is not for your birthday. <laughs> this is Flotus forever. This is the And it was a dress. Forever. I'm posting that picture. We'll ax out your address. Or oh, we'll okay, out okay, your okay. address. But it said Flotus Fava. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you so much, Jer. You're the best. She's the best. Super, it was, it was super a, fan. It was a book about the mothers of the president. I'm excited to peruse that. Next Season time I come over, I want to say it. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. That's actually, I mean, the mothers of the first ladies. That is an influence. Mothers of the presidents. <gasps> oh, I thought it was the first lady. No, the mothers of the press. That is, oh, I love a mommy son. Well, I mean, Sarah Roosevelt, we know about Rosemary <laughs> Kennedy, we dark. know about. Yeah, I only know about the so dark much. moms I like, that are just like too involved. The dark moms. I mean, Abigail. Seriously. <gasps> we okay, we're going to dive into that. So fun. Yeah. All right. Love you all. Bye. Bye. Bye.